Well, I greet you all in the name of Jesus. I'm excited to be here. It's been an awesome morning so far. I thought, I thought the worship this morning was extremely good. Uh, they did an excellent job. And I, I love the songs that they sang. Um, I hope you guys don't mind, but this will be a pretty short message. We might hit four minutes. We'll see. Uh, I want to wish each one of you a happy new year. Um, it's it's a good time uh, in the new year. It's it feels good to me, but I know for um, 20, 2021 has been a really good year for me. But I know for others, um, we have lost loved ones, and that hurts, and that's maybe a, a sad memory. And it, it has been sadness with 2021 as well. But it, it's, a, it's a good year, uh, it's a good time of the year to reflect. A lot of people do that. And just, just uh, think about what we accomplished the past year. Um, are, we living, are we living the life we want to live? Are we giving God our all? And are we making a difference in people's lives? So this, this morning as we begin this new year, uh, we talked a little bit about um, new year goals and resolutions. And um, I want to encourage, uh, this is just as much for myself as anybody here, um, this message. So I want to I encourage, this to be an encouragement message. Um, so hopefully this will encourage for this new year. Uh, in Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 17, it says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. That's, that's a lot of advice. It's awesome. it's awesome how the Holy Spirit provides guidance when we look. He's saying, although we are in the days of evil, let's make the most for it. Let's seek what God's plan is uh, for our lives here in, in 2022. And this, this, next, this next year, let's, have a, let's strive to have a deeper walk with God. Uh, how do we do that? We spend more time with Him, spend more time reading the Word, and that is something that I absolutely want to improve this next year. We spend more time on prayer. I have been amazed myself um, all the times God has answered my prayers when I pray. He doesn't always answer the way we think He ought to, but God won't let you down when you pray. And, and I, I want to say this, when you pray, don't, don't pray to God as as this foreign object, pray to him, talk to him, just as you're talking to your best friend. It doesn't matter where you pray, if you're going down the road, if you're driving, and you want to pray, you want to talk to him, do that. In Matthew 6, verse 7, it says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So let's... Let's spend more time in worship and fellowshipping with other believers in Christ. I believe spending more time with God is more important than anything else down here. 
Let's let's stay away from the mindset that when we get time, we'll we'll spend time with God. I think it comes down to what we had talked earlier. Uh, it comes down to living intentional. So we need to make some plans uh, for God in prayer and also in reading. Now let's also um, talk about uh, healing of relationships. Maybe maybe there has been relationships this past year uh, that have been damaged, and you would like to restore them. Uh, in one John three verse eighteen, it says this: "Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions." He is saying actions speak the loudest. We can talk all we want, but without action, it doesn't really mean anything. It, it's, it also reminded me of Sunday school, um, faith without works. We can say we have faith, but if the works don't follow afterwards, then people probably wonder if you do have the faith. Um, turn, turn to 1 Corinthians 13. One Corinthians thirteen. It says, "If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal." And I'm I'm reading out of the um, I think it's the New Living Translation, so it's a little bit different than King James. Uh, verse 2, it says, If I have the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possess all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Verse 4, it says, Love is patient. And kind, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way, it is not irritable, and keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. In verse 11, it says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child, but when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And it says the greatest of these is love. And I, I like reading this chapter because it, it reminded me of the love that Jesus had for us. There is so much wisdom and knowledge that we can glean from this. 
It's saying love is the greatest gift of all. When Jesus died for us, he did it through love. If he wouldn't have loved, this wouldn't have happened. So if your relationship with someone is marred, this is a this is a really good chapter to look for the cause and start the ultimate healing if you can. Because why would you be irritated with someone when when your father, the most high, is the God of love? He loved us first, so let's show love to the people we meet. In Galatians 6, verse 9 and 10, it says this, So let's not get tired of doing, doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. See, I believe all the scripture... I believe all the scripture was written by men of God that were guided by the Holy Spirit. And I believe it is useful for rebuking and training and correcting so that the man of, so that us as men of God uh, are equipped for every good work. Turn, turn to Colossians chapter 3. See, I, I believe we become to minister effectively by using the word, the word of God as our teaching. Colossians three. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication and cleanliness, inordinate, in order and affection, evil concupiscence. I looked up how to pronounce that, but I, I'm a little foggy now. And covetousness, which is idol tree. In verse 6, it says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when you lived in them. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, Malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, Barbian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowls of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also... Ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. In verse 18 it says, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey all things in your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. What he's saying in 1 and 2, he's saying, don't get so wrapped up in, these earth, in this earth. Instead, let's, let's focus more on what's bringing glory to God. It, I know from personal experience, it can be really easy to get wrapped up in um, earthly things like business, um, hunting, fishing, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. At the end of our lives, we will, we will leave these earthly things, we will leave these earthly things um, for an eternity destiny. So instead of becoming, <coughs> excuse me, so instead of becoming obsessed with things down here, Let's focus more on eternal things. And let's not just talk about it. Let's become doers of the word. Let's, let's actually start reading and start focusing on what his will is. Let's also uh, share, his, share in his glory. Let's talk about the good things about Christ. Verse 5, he talks about putting to death the sinful desires. Before we accepted Christ, we had these things in our hearts. He tells us to get rid of these sins. That means to do a to do a U-turn, to quit. Verse 10, he tells us to put on a new nature, and as we do, as we put on a new nature, we will God will show us the way. And that means every single day it means striving for Him, living for Him. And as we grow in Him, our love for one another will grow also. And as a, as a born-again Christian, it no, it no longer matters what race you are from. If you're, it no longer matters what denomination you're from, whether it's, whether it's Muslim, Amish, Mennonite, Hindu, that no longer matters. And it also no longer matters, it, it also no longer matters what race you are from either. Whether you be white, whether you be brown, black, red, it no longer matters. As children of God, we are equal one another. Verse 12, it talks about holy, 
God chose us, so let's strive to be humble. No one likes a proud, haughty person. Let's be gentle and patient. Patience is another area that I greatly need to improve in. I don't have much patience. Paul teaches us that the Lord forgave us, so we must forgive others, is what he's saying. This can be this can be hard, but we need to remember what Jesus did for us, and that will make it easier. Throughout all the Bible, love is the greatest gift that God gave to us. So let's show love to everyone we meet, and let the message message of Jesus fill our lives. It's, it's hard for me to take everything in of this chapter. In verse, in verse 20, it talks, to the, it talks to the children. It says, Children, always obey your parents. When you obey Him, this pleases God. And in verse 18, it talks to the wives. It says, Wives, submit to your husband as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. In 19, it talks to the husbands. It, it says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. So I'm calling on all the husbands in here to rise up and become godly men and become godly leaders of your homes. Become more Christ-like. The Bible calls on all of us as husbands to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And this means sacrificing for your wife. Christ gave his life for us, and he's saying we need to do this for our wives. 1 Peter 3 verse 7 is a strong statement. It says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Show honor to the woman as a weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. He is saying, don't be hard to get along with. He is saying, show honor to the woman. She's the weaker vessel. And by doing this, if, if you do the opposite of this, what he's saying, your prayers could be hindered. So as we go about this new year, a couple points I want you to take from this message is, Spend more time in prayer, and as you go about, show love to people you meet. Let's mend those relationships that are damaged. And last of all, let's strive to become more Christ-like. Amen? Amen. Amen.